Slack Guy. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another edition of the weekly podcast. We can call it a phenomenon now. We can call it a phenomenon, the Sly Guy podcast. And why can we call it a phenomenon? Because loads of people are listening now. I don't know what has happened, where all these new people are listening from. Uh, bizarrely enough, Qatar was a place that's appeared that hasn't appeared before. So I don't know whether there's just a lot of people out there have heard me dissing the World Cup a couple of weeks ago or whatever, but respect to the Qatari nation if you want to sponsor the podcast. Much love, looking forward to the World Cup out there. But we're back, we're enjoying it, and and we're warm. I, I don't know, does this come across on the camera, Ben, that I'm very red right now? Um, I'm shiny. It's this room in, in and of itself is warm. All right, it's a warm room, and it 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 definitely needs aircon. You know, I'll speak to the landlord about that because I'm I'm shining, which is not good for my confidence. By the way, as a producer of the podcast, to tell me I'm shiny, just sit red would have done, but shiny is a problem. But yeah, I just want to take a minute. I know I'm very. Uh, a lot of people have said facetious, and a lot of people have said insincere. But I want to be serious for a moment. I want to be genuine, and I want to say. Thank you to everybody that's got on board with the podcast in the last number of weeks. And also thanks to the people who share the podcast with people. The the people that say, listen, check this guy out. Very funny. Very enjoyable podcast. It's just one guy in a room with another guy who can't quite hear what he's saying because we need to keep building this podcast so we can afford to buy him a mic. That's basically where we're at at the minute. But Ben, we will get you a microphone. We'll get you mic'd up. And then one day, maybe people will be able to hear what you see. And then... Or hear what you say, hear what you say. Thank you. And very soon people will realise that they don't want to listen to him and they just want me by myself. But we would like to have that option. So thank you for that. And again, if keep people complete, keep spreading the word of the show by mouth. I, I just have lost the ability to speak. I don't know if you realised that there. I was saying the wrong words. Maybe I'm having a bit of a stroke. I mean, that would be good for a video, wouldn't it? That would be great content. It would go viral. Podcaster has stroke live on air even though this is not live it's pre-recorded so it'd have to be stringent edits being done by ben so ben would have to watch me having a stroke over and over again and then post the video which by the way ben a lot of people were enjoying the video you made of me um i don't know what it was i was doing or why i was doing this movement but you did a lot of this and you made a dick of me and people liked it so well done you thank you piece of shit um, but yeah, I'm feeling nice this week. I am feeling, I'm actually, to be totally honest, exhausted today. Um, yesterday, this is, believe it or not, I know some people think this podcast goes live as soon as, like, I'm just waiting to speak whenever you pop your earphones in. But I record this on a Monday night. And yesterday, I went to do a gig on Rathlin Island, which is hard to explain to anybody who hasn't been to Rathlin Island before that a gig on Rathlin Island is 10 out of 10, always great. And yesterday, was no exception. However, usually when we do gigs in Rathlin, we stay over, we get on the beer, we get really hammered. It's probably, like, people would argue this, but I'd say Rathlin is the number one party location in Europe. You know, people would be like, oh, what about Ibiza? What about Ayanapa? I was like, Ayanapa and Ibiza can stand up 69 each other and then get bombed by Rathlin because it's the best. Anytime I'm in Rathlin, great time. So we went out there and we were gigging during the day, which... I don't really know why we did. I'm glad we did now for one reason in that I got home to go to my bed. But for the second reason, I'm not glad it happened was because getting hammered at Rathlin's great. But um, to get there for a day gig, I had to leave my house before nine o'clock and I wasn't back in my house until after nine o'clock at night, which is not ideal. And so and I had to put in at night there because people would have been really confused being like, I left, it was like some sort of riddle. I left my house before nine o'clock and I'm home in my house after nine o'clock. It's like, remember when people were saying about Benzema's goal? Or his goals? Did you see this fact, Ben? Karim Benzema, the French striker, scored two goals in a match at the Euros. It was against Portugal, wasn't it? It was against Portugal, and he scored both goals at 46 minutes and 44 seconds. Whoa. How does that happen? I hear you say, well, he scored in the injury time of the first half, which was 46 and then right at the start of the second half, but that was unbelievable. I don't know if that's been done before, but my mind is blown, and that's kind of um, where we're at with that. So I left at 9 o'clock, got home after 9, very tired, didn't get to see much of my kids, which, I mean, as much as I joke, I do like to see those wee fuckers for a little bit of the day, you know, maybe 
um, over an hour is excessive, but you know it's good to um, it's good to to see them for a bit. So I thought, you know what, we'll go to Rathlin, do the long day. It's very tired. I didn't realize. Um, until I got home into my bed last night that I am severely sunburned. I thought, you know, it was quite an overcast day. Didn't have any sun cream on. Thankfully, I was wearing a hat. Otherwise, I'm a big bald bond, so I got it. But my face today feels, you know, a really tight feeling you get with sunburns. Just like it'll crack and I feel like my ears are going to start flaking. But I mean, that was a small price to pay for what was a very enjoyable gig. It was a very enjoyable experience overall. It's the first gig that we've done in Rathlin whereby we had sound system there, you know, which obviously... If you think about stand-up, you're like, you should probably have a microphone at all gigs, but not in Rathlin, baby. No, normally you're in the bar just standing there talking to people like you're a 16th century town crier or like you're a newsreader. Um, that used to actually be a job. Did you know that? People used to actually travel around and read the news to people in the Wild West. They used to just go on horseback in the bars and just be like, this is the news today and people who couldn't read, duh, would get the news read to them. So it was kind of like that in many respects, very old school and traditional and rather than you go over, you do a wee bit of stand-up like a traditional storyteller. You know, you're just there, people are listening, it's a good time, then you get absolutely fucked. That's just normally what happens. But yesterday it was a more um, <clears throat> professional approach. Now, we were told, uh, well, I, the, here, now this is when you realise what things are, are truthful and what things aren't truthful. Shane Todd had told me we're getting a speedboat to the to the island, which I went, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Then when we got to Bally Castle, um, he was like, we're actually just getting the ferry, which is very Shane, because he'll tell you something that sounds great, and then you'll go to the real, and I'll be like, oh no. So we got to Bally Castle, myself, Shane, and, and Aaron Butler, and Mr. Butt, if you're um, on his Tinder, or the butt lord if you're on his grinder. Um but we went to the Bally Castle and I don't know if they knew this or not, but when we got to the Bally Castle we were there a little bit early for this ferry. If it was a speedboat, it would have just waited for us at any time. But we got early and I said to the boys, you know, we're in Bally Castle, I would like And Ben, they said this is weird, no one your take on it, is this weird? When we got to Bally Castle, I said to them, I would like to go and see my dog's dad. Is that weird? Or Person? No, it's not a person. It's a it's a dog. My dog, my dog's dad. Do you know the the owner? No. Well, I met him once. He was the guy that that shaved my dog's arsehole for me. So you know, I think I said to them, "Listen, my dog's dad's just up the road. I just want to go." And now people are like, "It's it seems to me like something maybe a man of your age would only do if they had some sort of you know lifelong learning difficulty that they would want to go and see." The, the the daddy of their puppy, right? But for me at that time, I my logic behind it wasn't just for the sake of it. I wanted to go to, to see how big my dog was likely to get because I have my dog now for going on 10 weeks and he is bigger than me. You know, he walks on his back two legs. He's the size of a polar bear. He just eats fish and seals. So he might be a polar bear. So I just thought to myself, you know what? Let's go and see his dad just to be sure he will stop growing. You know, that was all I wanted to do. So, as we're, and the dog is on the sort of other side of Bally Castle. So I was like, let's keep going. Let's keep driving around to see if the dog's dad is there. So we got there um, and they were like, where the fuck are you taking us? I said, just carry on around this hill. So they thought I was just making this up or I may indeed have been on some kind of hallucinogenic drug. But I said, fire on around this hill here, keep going. And then they were like about to turn, be like, oh, I'll miss this ferry. And I said, well, it should have been speedboat anyway, fucker. So, you know, not worry about it. So we went on around and we eventually saw the place where my dog's dad lived. So I said, just turn in here. And by turn in here, I meant turn the car and go back to the ferry because I'll be able to like look in and see my dog's dad just to be like, that's a big, big boy. But she went fully into the guy's house, like up his drive into the guy's fucking driveway and all the dogs like just started barking. You know, there was hit my da Vinny's dad, Vinny's mom. And then just a load of other dogs, and they all came up to the fence, started barking. No doubt the guy who lives in the house was probably putting cartridges in a shotgun to come out and take us out. But I got to have a wee look out and just see, and I was like, yeah, it's a big dog now. Vinny, some kind, like, I mean, I don't know what the term is in terms of dogs, because I don't have a vast knowledge of dogs, just of one dog. But I think Vinny's probably classed as a half-cast, because his dad is a very 
different color than his mother. You know, his dad is a very um, sort of gingery dog. You know, he's quite like a, I don't know what you would call that, like shite diarrhea brown, Ben, his dad is. Yeah, and the mum is like just very white. And Vinny would be more white with like a big streak of shit sort of down his back, but darker hair. But it was it was good to see that I eventually he will stop growing unless he's just a big freak. So it was good to see that. I was able to go, all right, I'm able to gauge the the logistics of having a big dog here. You know, I was able to figure that out. Those two both saw, thought, yeah, I'm, t- I'm on snuff on the way up here. I've been doing stuff. I've been eating soup with magic mushrooms in it and I'm off my, off my rocker. But it was nice to see. And I felt emotional. You know, I felt like, you know, there, there's his dad. For some reason then went really far into my own head and was like, Vinny, if only Vinny was here. You know, they could have had a moment. But then I realised that he's a stupid bastard and wouldn't probably remember who his dad is. Anyway, and I'm his dad now. So, you know, wouldn't want to confuse him. But it was a nice time before he we went to get the ferry. So we headed down to get the ferry. We met up with... Uh, the videographer guy, Gareth, he was there. And the first time I met Gareth, he was a good guy. Shout out to Gareth. I met up with Ian, the sound guy from Shine, who just was bringing all these big speakers over to the island. Now, having been on the island before, I was thinking, where's this going to be set up? If it's outside, it'll have to be in a field somewhere, which would be weird. But we got there and, you know, we were greeted, as usual, on Rathlin by a, a young man who just picks us up in a Jeep. Like, as soon as we get there, the last time we were there was about five years ago, and this young man was about 12 and was in a Jeep waiting for us, and he was like, hop on in here, boys. I, myself, was like, it's weird that there's a juvenile driving us here. You know, I don't think his feet can hit the pedals. Like, you know, maybe he's got one of those, like, you know, blocks that, like, I mean, I don't know. The, what What's the correct term for people who aren't fully grown, Ben? And by not fully grown, I mean, they are fully grown, but they're not you know, adult size. I don't want to use the any like you know way if if like if I were to call Caitlyn Jenner Bruce Jenner, they say that's dead naming because no, you know Caitlyn is now Caitlyn and to call anyone that's transitioned by their old name is dead naming them. So I don't want to call people like you know Snow White. Snow White used to hang about with these broads. You know Snow White had seven of these guys living in a gaff with her. So you know, what's the term? Little people. I mean, you know what I was thinking just there? <laughs> Whenever you said little people, my first reaction was to do this. Do, 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 do. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it was to do that. My point being, I think that phrase is more patronising a phrase than the the seven dudes. The, the se- we'll call them the fuckboys. Snow White and the seven fuckboys. You don't think that term is less offensive than little people. Do, 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 do. You know, so um, I don't know why I have the urge to do that. Um, but I thought to myself, here these planks of wood, right? Because he he is, and can you call people who are like? Could I call my daughters little people because they are technically small people, or is that offensive to do 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 do? So I can't, but. If yeah, right, see if my my two daughters were in this room. One's three and one's nine months old. Nine months old. Um, you would look at them. You wouldn't go, oh, they're big people, would you? You go, they're little people. But you wouldn't be like, you know, you know what I mean. You'd be like, they're little people, aren't they? They're little girls. Not like little, you know. You get what I'm saying. I just I'm not akin to the terms, okay, but. My point being, the guy was too small a hu- too small a boy without being a little person to be... Dr- you know what I mean? In a normal world, not on Rathlin Island, this boy should be nowhere near the wheel of a car, let alone a Jeep collecting, you know, very expensive luggage, you know. But the good news is, over the years, this young boy has grown... I sound like a pedo. This young boy has grown into a stunning young man. You know, he was a strapping young gentleman. He was able to help um, Ian off the boat with his speakers and his gear. And by that, I mean to do with sound. We we weren't staying over, so there was no gear. Um, and it was just good to see. And, like, whenever we got off, Shane didn't recognise the guy because Shane is very dismissive of people. Um, I remember him because I was like, you were that little person, but not the little do-do-do-do. You're just a small boy. You were 
last time and he's like yeah um and i was like you know you've and again you don't want to step step on um anyone's toes or you know you don't want to put your foot in it by saying anything so like what in my head i wanted to say to the guy was oh yeah you're 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 grown up now like you know you're last time i saw you you were a wee kid now you're you know it's good good to say it didn't recognize you you've grown up but what i said was got pubes now mate and i mean i realized in saying that he was kind of like what and that was more got pubes mate that was awkward you know um Luckily, the guy listens to the podcast and thought I was, you know, trying to flog some more Manscaped gear. Thankfully, he said, no, I use the coat slag guy and I don't have pubes, but I can grow them. When when it gets in the winter and it gets cold in the island, I can grow a safety bush from a cock and balls, you know. But it's good to see, you know, somebody who was illegal driving you about, you shouldn't have a driving license, now having a driving license, being of age chauffeuring us about without me feeling like I'm going to die so that was good we got to the venue the, the bar as usual um, went in had a wee sit down looked outside realised there's a great seating area outside lovely warm day just by the port and then Ian just set up the, the stand right out the front and it was a freaking great time you know I was there to MC um, the gig which is kind of like just get the you know to use an old uh, is it Blades of Glory the, the sayings in get the people going that's what I was there to do just get them going settle them in brought on Aaron Butler he did a good set then came on got the people going again in the second half brought Shane on to do his tour show which um, yeah, it was a good time you know it was a good time it was, it's good now that I, I've been in Rathen I think, think five or six times doing stand up and each time you see the same faces they welcome you this time without a hug because of COVID, but, you know, they welcome you. They also are like elephants in many respects in that they remember everything that happened on your previous visit and take the initial five minutes of meeting to divulge everything you did when you had about 15 pints of Guinness, 10 shots, raffling bombs, and then just loads of short whiskeys, and then you end up booking your ring up in the hostel. But, you know, they like to bring that up. So quickly when you get there, you're like, yeah, yeah, cheers for that. Can you just carry on? We all set for the day. So that was good. Did a good set afterwards. Had to have a pint of Rathlin Guinness because it's the best Guinness that there is, bar none. Bar none, Ben. You're a Guinness man, aren't you? You like, yeah. you're looking a bit skeptical over there. You're sort of going, me, I don't know. There's a place up uh, Rathmore. Right, okay. The Beachcomber. The Beachcomber? That sounds like a kind of a guy that would wear Speedos with dyed blonde hair and you wouldn't want him near your children, the Beachcomber. Um, but, I mean, this is something that I would like to do, maybe. This is something we could write a note here because this is going to be your job as producer. You're going to contact Guinness and you're going to put forward for a small fee us to go around and try the best Guinnesses in Ulster because Donegal's Ulster, isn't it? So we'll do Ulster. We don't want to say Northern Ireland if we get into all this shit in Ulster. So then we can go to the, the beach pedo or whatever it is you like to go to and we'll go to Rathlin and we'll make a day of it. We'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah, the best stouts in, in Ulster. Yeah, let's go do that. And we'll just go to those two places and then we'll decide what's better. And it'll be that. So that was good. So then we did the gig, middle of the day. You know, the, the buzz in you is like, I could I could literally sit in the sunshine and drink another 10 to 15 of these Guinnesses, but I just had the one because I'm driving and didn't want to be like that little person boy driving, you know, illegally with drink on board even though I know the rule like what how many units are you allowed when you're driving are you supposed to have as above the limit Ben can you check that out for me because um, I think it's isn't a five and drive so you're going to five pints and then drive otherwise 25 yeah that's I think that must be five pints five I mean my, my dad wouldn't have told me son it's five and drive and then I was like well, five what and then he just whatever he's drinking so it could be you know, five bottles of lager. Right. Yeah. But what about uh, physique guys, stoneheads like me? Five? There you go, five and drive. There you have it. So I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be sensible because let's not forget, I had a car accident a mere five weeks ago. Um, and I'm still a little bit worried about that. By the way, I just got my car back last week and 
I don't know, my wife, I mean, I just think, people are often like, and this is something, you know, whenever people kick off about like, um, this is just a wee segue here, I don't end in nothing, but you know how people kick off about like gender equality and stuff, and people are like, oh, it's fucking, we're all the same and all this shit, yeah, they still expect men to drive, and if you're a man and you don't drive, they make fun of you, now my wife loves, well I say loves, she doesn't like my driving, for some reason, because she's just, a complaining bitch, alright, she loves to moan about fucking everything I do, so whenever I'm driving, she's like, I don't like the way you drive, I feel sick, now, credit where it's due, when she did feel sick, when I was driving, where this all started, was she was secretly pregnant, and by secretly pregnant, I mean, with my first child, not like, with another one that's not mine, because that would be really sly on me, but, um, she was secretly pregnant, you know, when we didn't know she was pregnant and was just basically having morning sickness and blamed on my driving, which I thought thought was really hurtful. Um, only two people criticised my driving. It's my wife and Shane, who are the two people I love the most, but also the two people I hate the most. So um, it was it was tough um, for me there. So she just then, so then in kind of an argument slash kind of a, I don't mind this so much because I get the chill, I said, well, you know what? You drive. So ever since then, she's kind of been the main driver in the family. So since we got the car back a week ago, she'd been sort of driving it about, and I had to drive to take to, to, with with the girls and the dog, basically, because my wife decided, you know, she would go out and drink with her friends, you know, and I was left once again just looking after the family, keeping it together. So I had to drive, and I realised when I was driving that the... the, the the brake in the car was here, right, Ben? The brake was is there in the car. And the clutch is sort of supposed to be in line with the brake, yeah? Like when you're, and then you have the accelerator. And they're all sort of in line, so your feet can be like, you know, flop, 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 floppy, floppy, flop. You know what I mean? Floppy, flop, flop, flop. That's kind of a way. You flop this way, you flop that way, flop, 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 right? So they're all the same, flopping away. This clutch was here, you know? So these two, these two floppies are here, right? These flopping away, Ben, right? Look. Look at me when I'm flopping, all right? These two are flopping, perfect. And this one's here. So, like, I was like, this doesn't feel right. You know, it's definitely too far in the clutch. Um, so I drove about with it and thought, you know, maybe it's just my driving and this is the way it is, how they fixed it. But um, I was sitting at traffic lights and as I was, like, bringing my foot off the clutch, the car just started jumping forward, like, and installing. I was like, that's not ideal. So we brought the car back today and the mechanics were like, yeah, it shouldn't be like that. They should all be flopping together, you know, and then... He fixed it, so thank fuck for that. The car is fixed. Big shout out to um the receptionist and the particular mechanics who my car was being fixed at because she was I think what um is effectively known as a total bitch. She was an ignorant, obnoxious, hateful, poor customer service, ass breeding whore, and I hated her. So hopefully, um I don't have to go to there again because if I am I'll be making a formal complaint about her. I'll be going on TripAdvisor, I'll be going on Twitter, I'll be using my podcast as a platform to bring this woman down. She's on my hit list with a lot of other people. But thankfully the other people involved, not the doop 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 little people, the other people involved in that particular business were gentlemen and gentlewomen. And gentle little people. I don't know, I didn't see them all, I just spoke, I can't assume these things. But they were very um very civil, and I don't want to judge one establishment based on one bulbous cunt. You know, I'll ignore that and just say the rest was good. But we got the car back. It's nice. I'll be able to drive it again. I'm feeling good. I'm just feeling overall much better. So we're back in Rathlin, right? We're back there. I don't know how I got down, down that rabbit hole, but we're there. We're back in Rathlin. It's a good time. The gig's over. We're packed up. We want to stay. There's a lot of people there. Ian, the sound man, is being aggressively chatted up, which I love. I don't know about you, Ben, but I, you don't strike me as the kind of guy that whenever you were single would have been, like, really into trying to go out pulling. Is that right? You weren't big into that. You didn't like it. And now you wouldn't strike me as the kind of guy that loves the goss. You don't strike me as the kind of guy that loves to go, oh, what's going on? I, I'm a super bitch, all right? I love it, and I love to, see now I'm married, I love to just sit and watch, I'm a voyeur, I like to just sit and watch people chatting people up, and I especially love it when my friends are getting chatted up by sexy women, or men, just sexy people, or little people, whatever, we're all sexy, and it was just nice to see this girl really hitting the in, and he's just trying to do his job, and by do his job, I mean, he could have probably been quicker taking the mics and stuff down, and the 
and the uh, speakers, but he was just, you know, the thing with it was he had a speaker, and when his arm was in the speaker, right, it was just, it was popping, you know, you could see the, the, see the separation between the triceps and the biceps. You could just see him really popping. You know, the front deltoid was really popping as well. And this girl's just, you know, she was drinking Guinness, so it could have been foam from the top of the Guinness. But to me, it looked like she was just frothing at the mouth for this guy. And it was just nice to see. You know, she's just there, just like, oh, just the froth just coming out of her mouth. Maybe either that or she was having some sort of seizure. But it was nice to see. Hopefully, she's well and it wasn't a, Hopefully, she wasn't just looking at him having a full fit and he's just going, I so I come over to the lads and said, if it wasn't for me, they, you wouldn't be able to hear what they're saying and all. And she's just going, Bruh! hopefully that wasn't the case. Hopefully she was just, you know, the, the testosterone, the pheromones, and whoa, it was just in the air. It was just love's young dream. It was good to see. Whenever he was going, you know, I'm pretty sure she tried to kiss him. He was being professional. So, you know, I think maybe there was a couple of numbers exchanged. I love to see it. Aaron Butler was there. He was just like, the cock of the walk, like all the girls were around him, he was loving, he didn't want to go home, he did think about staying, but then there was nowhere to stay on the island, all the accommodation was booked up, and his car was in Belfast, so he'd be kind of fucked and have to just live on the island, and if anybody in the world would just stay on an island and live there forever, and pretend it was totally normal and fine, it's Aaron Butler, so we had to sort of save him, and bring him back, by this stage it was like, oh we can't get the ferry, the ferry's booked up, so you know how we got home Ben? Swam. No, speedboat, didn't swim, we got the speedboat. Now, a lot of people would question this and say I'm talking shit, but I was once clocked swimming as fast as a speedboat. You can believe that or you can say I'm talking shit, but have you ever seen the movie Don't Mess With the Zohan? That's the swimming technique I utilised and that's the speed I can swim. So I would have swam, but then it would have been very sweaty and stuff and also wet out the other side and I had a bag with me and had like my stand up notes and I had to change the t-shirt and just be silly so we got a lift home with a guy I think he was called either Tim James or Jim so it could have been one of the three we were on a speedboat it was very loud couldn't hear it but this guy was I mean in, in the most in the most polite and the most um endearing way a complete and utter fucking maniac this guy was insane you know all he was, he was basically sent us, right, when he got us, he collected us at six, and he was like, I need to get over here to Bally Castle. And I was like, well, no fucking shit. We need to get there too, so please do. And he goes, oh, but I need to be there by half past six to make sure I can get an Indian takeout for my dinner. We're like, okay, nice one. That all, he, all the boy wanted was some pilau rice and some naan. Like, yeah, that's all the guy wanted, a bit of korma, some butter chicken. Could give a fuck about us. So he's pedaling the metal. Then the problem was, because he was driving speed, but we were in the back, we couldn't entirely hear what he was saying. So, I thought what he shouted back and said to us was, do you want to see some waves, boys? And what he actually said was, do you want me to wake it into fifth, boys? And we went, yeah, and he just fucking, the boat went up at the back. I'm at the back of the boat, so the boat was very low in the water. I could feel the shock of my arse in the waves, shit myself. Never has four boys made more high-pitched a noise than myself, Shane Butler, and cameraman Gareth. Now, obviously, sound guy Ian was just holding on to the seats and just by this point you know the forearms were popping it was like you know when Schwarzenegger does his side chest pose he's fucking the forearms Ian was just pumping on the I was going to say pumping pumping on the boat but that would be really inappropriate he's riding the boat oh yeah like you know maybe he's just bringing that same energy that he had when he was chatting up the girl that was having the seizure and just really bringing that on the boat but it was it was a good it was a good journey back. Very frightening whenever he he brought up the fifth gear and started going against the waves. But initially, we were going with the tide. It was fine. It was smooth. It was nice. Then he went against the waves. Terrifying, terrifying. But we made it home, thankfully. Um, and it was just a good time. I eventually got home exhausted, blisters on my feet from walking, um, and just was like driving home. You know, you know, when you've had a long day, Ben. You're driving. Sometimes you're like you, you see the way like virgin the road and you can like see in between the like the the, the wee bits the bollards is it i know that we sat the the middle section the dual carriageway whatever it's called there's like we we fucking i don't know who gives a fuck we blocks in it so when i was driving i could just see the the light flickering through it and i was like really like relaxing so i did along the kind of sydney bypass fall asleep a little bit driving home but it's okay because i've driven that road so many times the natural muscle memory and autopilot allowed me to drive from the Oval 
to Tesco's and not going to go any and just know the turns in the road it was fine so eventually got there I was just so tired I was coming into my drive you know that feeling you get where you've been in the sun too long you're tired you're cosy you just would like to have a wee shower go to bed as soon as I got in my wife was like I've got my pyjamas on will you take the dog out of walk he needs to walk if he doesn't get two walks a day he's going to die remember your goldfish died last week I was like wow that is a lot of information to take in in a heartbeat also sly that you brought up that my goldfish died did I talk about my goldfish dying on the podcast no horrendous my goldfish Gaston I say goldfish I've a, he's a fancy goldfish I have two fancy goldfish Simon and Gaston unfortunately you know what else is so fucking sly and heartless my wife goes to me Dave and I went yeah I don't know why she's a man from Balmina Dave come into the kitchen and need you no she goes Dave quick as I come in she's like <laughs> the goldfish is dead I was like, what the fuck's that funny? She's like, the funny thing is, I meant to tell you last night he didn't look well and I thought you could have done something to save him, but look, he's dead. And I was like, is he floating in the tank? And she was like, oh no, he's upside down, but at the bottom. I was like, well, is he dead? And I looked at him and God love him. Like he's, he's a goldfish, but he's like a speckled goldfish. So he's mostly white, but with a wee bit of orange on him. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like it's all around this time of year. We're white with a bit of and we just looked, and I could just see like blackness inside. So like he had died, and his organs had just shut off. His eyes were like you know the Undertaker. He was lying there like rest. And I was like, oh fuck, what do I do? And I just felt so guilty that I killed him, because like I I am the guy that looks after the goldfish, and I pride myself in the goldfish. I'm actually the only one in the house that feeds the goldfish. I'm the only one that cleans the goldfish tank. So for me, I just felt all my responsibility. Um, and poor Gaston's dead. So had to do you know what anyone would do when they lose a loved one and respectfully, you know, dis- dispose of the body in, in a manner that we could remember him and, you know, he's part of the family, we could keep him close to us. Um, so I, I went into the tank and I reached out his wee body and put him in a piece of kitchen roll and sort of dried him out a bit and then kind of just folded it up and put it in a sandwich bag and fucked him in the bin. But it was still sad and that whole day I had to go out and do stuff and I just felt guilty about the fact that my wee fucking goldfish was dead. And then I started thinking about Simon. I was like, fuck, Simon's not going to have his mate Gaston anymore. What can I do? Um, how am I going to explain it to my kids? You know, where's Gaston gone? So I just, basically what I did was on the way home from work, went to the same aquarium. That I, is it an aquarium? I don't know what they call it where you buy goldfish. Is it an aquarium a place where you go see them? Is it an aquarium? I don't care. I went to this place um, in a garden. I mean, of, of all places, in a garden centre, you know, on the way to Crawfordsburn. There's that Dixon's Garden Centre. I went in there. There's an aquarium in there, we'll call it. Or a solarium, even though I think that's where I go and get suntanned. But um, went in there and I just had to go into the guy and be like, listen. I went in and I just went, you know, like David Bowie's wife and big brother. When he, she was like, David's dead. And they thought it was David Guest. I went in to just into the aquarium was like, Gaston's dead. And then some fella was like, are you all right, mate? And I was like, Gaston's dead. And he goes, who's Gaston? I was like, oh, it's my fish. Thought you'd remembered. But whatever. So then this, this young guy brought me into the play, into the the aquarium and I had to look and now what I realised Gaston and Simon Gaston were not just regular goldfish they were fancy goldfish that's what they're actually called fancy goldfish now they're a different shape than a regular goldfish a fancy goldfish and they're a little bit more expensive and by a little bit more expensive it's like seven pounds instead of four you know it's not not like I'm spending a grand on a big flip flipping koi or something you know it's just seven quid but I had to go and I like like a loser spent my time being like I'd, I'd, there's two ways I could have done it I could have been very straight and honest and told my three year old daughter who loves these fish Simon's just fucking kicked the bucket we got a new one say hello to Gary <laughs> it should have been this probably just another fish would have been like, I'm fucking Gary ooh. but I just went you know what I'm going to do what any parent would do I'm going to pretend the fish has not died and I'm going to buy one that looks just the same so I said to the guy I need this one now the guy in his credit working there was like I wouldn't take that one, mate. And I went, why? And he goes, he's looking a bit like he might die. And I went, I don't care. If he dies, he dies. I'll be able to figure out how to explain it. Give me him. So he fished him out. It took him. Then I ended up chatting a bit more about the death of Gaston. And he was kind of like, what do you, you know, there's a variation of reasons that can that can cause the death of fancy goldfish. And I was like, what are those reasons? He goes, well, fancy goldfish are dirty bastards, was what he said. And I went, Okay, and he goes, they need, they need clean quite regularly because they do shit more than regular goldfish. I went, right, okay. And he goes, how often would you clean the tank? And I was like, maybe once a month. He goes, at least once a week. And I went, okay, it's not good for Gaston. Could be one reason. He said, what are you feeding them? 
And I went, well, I kind of just give him like, you know, what's left on my plate. So like rice or bits of pasta. And he goes, you need to feed goldfish food. And I went, okay. And I was like, I was just joking there. I, I do actually feed them goldfish food. And he goes, regular goldfish food? And then he looked at me like this. And I went, yeah, re like regular goldfish food. And he goes, you need to feed them fancy goldfish food. Regular goldfish food's bad for the wee tummies and could kill them. And then he goes, how long have you been feeding them regular goldfish food for? And I went, since the day and hour I bought them in here, mate. And he went, okay, that's a problem. How long have you had them? A year. And he's like, right, you need to buy fancy goldfish food. So I did. You know what that cost me? 15 quid for fucking fancy goldfish food. Fucking, I could have bought two fancy goldfish for the, the price it was to buy their food. And they come in like, you know, like a protein supplement, like a fat burner jar. So I need to make sure I don't be just giving the the guys fat burners. <laughs> Classic me and a mug off. So I got that. Then I ended up eat. the guy was just in fucking hard sale mode. He was like, do you have a filter in your tank, mate? And I went, yeah, dude. He goes, what type? And I went, I don't know. It just kind of came with the bowl. And he goes, how much did the bowl cost? And I was like, three quid. And he goes, oh, no, that's a problem. He's like, you need to buy this filter. This is a pretty good filter. And I'm thinking, okay, if the whole bowl is three quid, this filter's probably a fiver. How much is that? He's like, 29 quid. I was like, I can't have another fucking family member die give me the filter bought the filter for 29 quid and then just in like a final thing he goes to me and this is the weirdest thing anyone's ever said to me he goes do you have a hoover for the wee gravel and all and I was like well just have a, have a shark hoover like and he goes no no dickhead and I was like by this stage I don't mind you telling me that feeding them goldfish food is shit that language is fine but the go you're a dickhead I was like, right, too far, or not that familiar. Just call me, sir, all right? He goes, yeah, you get this thing. And I was like, right, okay, how does it work? Because there was no, like, pump on it. So I was like, how does it work? And he goes, and, like, never has a man looked at me and done this motion and been so, so genuine. He goes, you take it, he goes, you put it in the water like this, and then you do this motion. And then it forms a suction, and you fucking hover it over the gravel, and it sucks all the shit out of the stones and all the fucking spunk and all the wee fish do. I was like, all right, mate, can I just buy it and leave here because you're freaking me out? He, Absolutely. So he gave me um, the new fish, which I didn't want to call it Gaston because I thought it was disrespectful to the memory of the original Gaston. So you know what I called him? Gaspard. So it's a nice Simon and Gaspard. And... You know, Gaspard, to be fair, is bigger than Simon. Like, I was worried about Gaston at the start because we both got them. They're both the same size. But now, you know, Simon clearly had all the goldfish food and Gaston just died. R.I.P. So, you know, it was a good lesson to learn. And, yeah, I'm, I I love the guys. Ben, well, how long have you been talking for? I feel like I've been talking a long time here. I got into this. Happy days. Um, just what I, what do I have to promote? Hmm. Oh, yes, by the way, Pugs Comedy Club will have happened by the time you listen to this. We're doing a gig in the Boneyard this Wednesday, so it will have been myself, Diona Doherty, Colin Geddes, and Aaron McCann. And I'm sure it'll be a nice time because the Boneyard's a good place and it's a lot of fun. So hopefully you enjoy that. Now, if you want to come to another gig, the Boneyard have decided, they said, listen, we want to do more comedy. We want to have another gig. We want to have another gig. And I said, the end of July. And they went, no, next week. Would you like to do it? And I said, absolutely would. And they go, who do you want on? And I said, ooh, I would like Mickey Bartlett and Vittorio Angeloni. And they went, okay, you, you can have that. So we booked it. So it's going to be myself, Vittorio Angeloni and Mickey Bartlett next Wednesday, the 7th of July, in the Boneyard. Tickets are live now. When you see this, they're live. They may have been sold out because the last show sold out quicker than any other show has sold out in the history of Boneyard. It sold out, I think, within an hour, which was unbelievable. And so if you want tickets to this, if it's still available, if you're listening to this on my Patreon, which would be on Wednesday, get on, get tickets, because you might be getting the last ones. If you're listening to this on regular, just good luck to you. But they sell tickets in tables of four and potentially tables of six. So get there, let's come, let's have a laugh. Obviously Mickey Bartlett, sensational stand-up comedian. Vittorio Angeloni is a great stand-up as well. I've been really enjoying what he's been doing. I've seen a lot of his sets recently, and I think you're going to be in for a really good time. So get the tickets to that and then I'll be there and I'll probably be talking about my fucking dead fish still and still raffling so I mean who cares come along have a nice time it'll be all good and there will definitely be more events coming in the in the sort of end of July now is that because I'm going on holidays yes probably there probably could be more over July but I think a lot of the owners were kind of like listen we could do a gig the following week 
on the 12th of July and I said probably not a good day for that you know a lot of people will be in a field as adults dressed as you know flamboyantly camp Dutchmen which is each to their own and all but I don't need that vibe in the comedy club be hard to manage plus I'm also on my holidays let's not do it so there will be something at the end of July so if you want to know more about that follow Pugs um, Comedy Club's Instagram that's where they put all the gigs and stuff um, and all the links and stuff are through there so go there um, and it'll be a nice time let me just see what else I need to promote actually yes Patreon Ben we, what dates do we agree that the Champions League weird's going out 23rd of July maybe am I right in thinking you're the man that you look like right there, like a man that has never thought before. And I was like, "What? What dates that?" And you something like this. You know, it's like the the man, the man that's never thought. Um, I think the twenty third. Anyway, the end of July, and you know how we know what's happening, Ben, because we're doing it and we're rec- <laughs> we're recording it on tomorrow. Basically, we're rec- we're filming it tomorrow, and it's gonna be there on twenty third of July. Yeah. Hmm. And the man that has thought before and the man that remembered. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And we're also filming a little something something for our sponsors, Bebe Adrianos. So that'll be a nice time for us as well. Since we're talking about Bebe Adrianos, should we just do the, the sponsor read now, Ben? We'll come back to Patreon, Ulster Hall and all that other shit. The Sly Guy podcast is delighted, as usual. To be brought to you by Bebe Adrianos. Now you'll probably be going as usual Dave. You weren't last week. Yes. Because we hadn't been able to touch base. With our friends at Bebe's for a while. And is that because I was busy with work. Or Bebe's were just flat out partying for June. Could have been either. But what I'm saying. It's a good time. We're glad to have them back on board. Not only that. But did you know Ben. Bebe's won an award this week. They actually won an award. In fact. Last week. It was. And what I'm doing now is called the act of stalling because I don't actually have what the award was written down, but I can actually find it, okay? So the award that they won was the highly commended award for best healthy takeaway at the NI Takeaway Awards. So what that means is not only is their food delicious, it's also nutritious. And is there anything more important than nutritious meals, Ben, when you're a physique guy, hike beast, sex party boy? I mean, that's not something that I've called myself before, but hey, It'll probably take off as well. So yeah, Bebe Adrianos is a multi-award winning burrito bar in the high street in Bangor, North Down. We like our sponsors to be local. We like Modest to be from Hollywood. We like Bebe Adrianos to be from Bangor. And we like Manscaped to be from Hollywood, albeit with the two L's in the United States where all the guys have no pubes, but it's great. Um, Bebe Adrianos has burrito bowls, fajitas, Burrito bowls and burritos, fajitas as well. They also can do you a salad. You can choose from any of the fillings. You've got vegetarian, chili con carne, chicken, beef, pulled pork. Ooh, and they've got the delicious sweet corn tomato salsa verde or habanero salsa to go with that. As well, Bebe Adriano's, are they, you know what they're famous for, Ben? As well as delicious food, box meals. Um, and they have a delicious range of box meals. Their trademark dirt box is half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, beef, pulled pork. I'm getting hungry now. Peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, and a cheese and sauces of your choice. And of course, Ben's favourite thing in the world, a dirty cock. Sorry, I need to swallow there. And cow box, marinated steak, Mexican chicken, fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, corn salsa, lettuce, with the sauce of your choice. And you know what I put on every time? The sweet smoked paprika. Delicious. For 10% off your first order, just download the Bebe Adriano's app or call 028-9147-9988. That's 028-9147-9988 to get a big fat burrito on your plate. Go to Bebe Adriano's, tell them Davey sent you and fucking whack your lips around a dirty cotton cow box. Um, Manscaped are back on board. I wanted, I said this last week. We weren't sure where we were at with that. Manscaped have been in touch. They have. We have signed a long-term deal, Ben, with Manscaped to lead us through to the new year. And Manscaped love us, and we love them. And you'll be pleased to know that the Euros are all about bragging rights and showing pride for your country's squad. With help of today's sponsor, Manscaped, you will definitely be showing pride in your squad. And by squad, I mean your penis, balls, and taint and gooch. 
because Manscaped can trim up your personal pitch without fear of whacking your bollocks. Now, could they have probably used a better term than whacking your bollocks? Maybe, you know, fouling your bollocks, maybe taking your bollocks offside, a more football-related pun, yes, but unlock confidence and join the movement with the exclusive offer for you. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code all capitals, SlyGuy at Manscaped.com. That is SlyGuy at Manscaped.com. Ben, the Euros to you, what are they? Well, how would you describe the Euros? Fun. Fun? Are they fun for all the family, would you say? Fun for all the family and fun for your friends? Yeah. Yes, they're fun for the family, fun for your friends. And you know what else is fun for all your family and fun for your friends? Trimming your pubic hair together. Nothing brings the family together more than trimming your pubic hair, apart from maybe a football tournament so why just stop with football let's get pubic grooming together let's make it into a game of some sort of fantasy football type pubic shaving game going on with your granddad your dad your brother your kid i don't know do whatever you want shave your pubes and manscaped is just changing the way men approach grooming their their, their penis so their performance package 3.0 this bundle includes a lawnmower 3.0 the weed whacker performance boxer briefs a travel kit and formulation to help you upgrade your grooming game now once again manscaped i'm open to helping you with some better, you know, writing for some of this. But the Lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of Dong Defense. Now, John Terry's been retired for about seven years, but I get what they're trying to say. It's a solid defender. I'd have said Ruben Diaz, you know, but he's, he's you know, player of the year, whatever. But what I would say is if you're saying something is the John Terry of something, it means it's most likely to fuck your best friend's wife. So be careful that this doesn't get near your best friend's wife unless she's got a big muff and it needs to get trimmed. Um, but Manscaped are all about trimming your pubes and they are what's happening. Guys, if you want 20% off of free worldwide shipping, use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's SLYGUY at manscaped.com. I like this one. It makes no sense. It's time to add a few inches to your Harry Kane with Manscaped. Now, that's false advertising because it may make your penis look bigger, but it's not actually going to elongate your cock. It's going to, by reducing the pubes, it'll make it look longer. It doesn't guarantee it actually gets bigger. And if my dick looked like Harry Kane, it would probably actually be uglier than it actually is at the minute and spit a lot more. But hey, get Manscaped. Get 20% off. Slyguy.com. And the Sly Guy podcast is always brought to you by the original sponsor, Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Um, brewed and canned right here in Hollywood County Down, where we record the podcast. Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind, and that's to just give you fucking nice beers and shit. You know, that's literally it. They're not here to revolutionise the market, even though they probably could, because their beers are actually delicious. Ben's a fan, I'm a fan. You know, what's what else is there to say apart from... Check out Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Modest Beer, or visit the website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. Yum yum, and my tom tom. What great sponsors, Ben? Aren't we so grateful? We're so fucking grateful for you guys. Grateful for you, baby. Grateful for you, Manscaped. Grateful for you, Modest. And I, I started this podcast being unable to speak. I'm back to not being able to speak again. Up the sponsor hoods, and um, let's blast through these listener questions. But before we do. Do subscribe to Patreon. I meant to say that before, but I got into the sponsors. The Champions League of Weird is coming. There's going to be some other stuff up there. Also, because I'm going away on my holidays, you get to ask me questions for the next couple of episodes that you know you won't otherwise. And it's going to, they're going to still be out here. It's going to be a great time. Do that. And still, there are tickets left in my show at Ulster Hall. Stand-up is back. I am enjoying it. And the show is going to be a really good time. So please, Ben, stick up a wee logo for our seats are at were you this is at Ulster Hall and then could you put a link along the bottom of where to get tickets to my Ulster Hall show like Ben look put it right here so see this is where you get it and then also right underneath that Ben right on the link in Dave's social media bios I wanted to say Ulster Hall website link in Dave's media bios social media bios not my media bios because I've been been silenced by the news I am barred I am fake news apparently but who gives a fuck about that get your tickets it's going to be a really good time and listeners' questions. Wow, Sam Cardosi has said, "Big Papa," which is a great way to great way to to greet me. If you were made first minister of NI, what would be the first order of business? 
I, my first order of business would be every politician needs to get 20% off manscaped.com by using my code SLYGUY. So all the politicians, you know, Sammy Wilsons of the world, or the Sammy Wilsons, if you were doing a Manscaped read, you know, the, the, the Jim Wells, who I know actually has bought 20% off Manscaped from me, um, would just all have to shave their pubes. I think that'd be great banter, wouldn't it? What's happened? You look like you ejaculated there. This is literally Ben's face. I was looking at him. I went, I went. Jim Wells has shaved his pubes, and you just went, oh, like. So this is what I see, right? You say Jim Wells has shaved his pubes, right? Jim Wells has shaved his pubes. Ooh, what a scorcher! <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. And I mean, listen, Jim Wells, unblock me on Twitter. You fucking spoiled sport. But, but yeah, that would be my first order of business. I would also, you know. In fact, speaking of the government at the minute, I would just say my first order of business is you can't collapse the executive over a load of shite. You know, business is important. Now, a lot of people, myself included, were really getting into Pootsie, being like fucking Paul Given, whatever. Fair play for Pootsie. You know, he put himself on the line. He nominated a first minister, so we, there is an executive at the minute, which I think is more important than, you know, complaining about silly things. And due to that, they've got the the organ donation soft tissue opt-out clause in now it's going to be made into legislation which is great and we'll save lives so saving lives is more important than you know the blame game nothing nothing against tim mcgarry good friend of mine but the actual um you know they said this they said that get together work as a team save people's lives and make the country better and then worry about all the like silly stuff you know down the line bicker about that after you know things are, are, are sorted. You know, and all this border in the sea, you know, if you're going to have a border in the sea, you got to, you know, make sure that the rules are the same here as they are there anyway, you know? So, is there something wrong there? Bit of bad static coming through. Oh no, do we need to fix it? Is that better? Oh no, there's a tech issue. We had some technical difficulties there. I started talking about an RC border and Jamie Bryson has put some sort of like d filtering device into my speaker and ruined the sound. So we'll blast through this to make sure the sound isn't shit. John Joe said, do you have any chance on fucking stringers? Fuck's sake. Ben, we're going to get on the stringers once we get the, the Patreon stuff sorted, aren't we? We'll figure that out. We'll get it sorted. And uh, Naomi has sent me a story about a woman shagging a dolphin. I love it. Um, But yeah, it's not perverted to be married to a dolphin. Hey, guess what? Newsflash. It is. Um, and again, I would donate more time to this answer if there wasn't sound issues here. Dion Core said, would I ever do a set at the pavilion again? I mean, I don't know what's that in reference to, but, you know, there are positives and negatives. Yes, it would, because it's not a bad spot. But then, you know, I wouldn't be dying to because there's other places to do it that are more fun. Hey, but I'm not against it. But guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Please rate and review if you haven't on Apple Podcasts. Get yourselves subscribed to the fucking YouTube. Share the video out there and let's have a good time. See you next week on Patreon or whatever. Peace. I'm the slack guy.